0: Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of the Ruthless ST Radio podcast. My name is Nick Bernal. I am the Ruthless ST. We'll explain that here in a little bit. But I do have a couple of guests with me tonight. I've got David Land, the self-proclaimed iRacing bust, and his cameraman, Kyle Cuthbertson. How are you guys doing tonight?
1: Doing well. Doing well. I appreciate that you described uh, Kyle as my cameraman. That, that makes me very happy.
0: <laughs> I thought it might. I thought it might. But uh, while, while we're in this little uh, intro segment, what do you guys – because I know Kyle has his own YouTube channel, and David, uh, obviously you're, you have quite the extensive library of, of quarantine videos to watch if anyone needs something to do. Uh, but what do you guys got coming down the pipeline if you're willing to share?
1: Uh, I I will tell you that I've got a video that I'm still working on the script. Hopefully we'll have that done tonight. Um, and then hopefully we'll release before the month of May uh, is a video on the worst race car of all time, the Tinsy First. It's a car that literally fell apart within like the first lap. It ran a lap and never ran another lap again. It's hilarious and it's a crazy, true story. Uh,
0: I'm guessing that was at Indy.
1: no 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 no. No? this was this was in the country of india at the buddha international circuit
0: oh boy oh that that ought to be a good one then
1: it it is a crazy story that i'm surprised has not been told before
0: really Hmm. yeah kyle what about you i know you just Uh, did uh brand or uh, braden's uh sim racing setup
2: yeah i just did a bit of that um I'm more than just a cameraman, and so we will be doing, uh, stuff. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at doing like some, like maybe a sprint car video next. Uh, and then I just, I, I obviously just got iRacing, uh, so I want to do a couple live streams, maybe a couple different videos. Uh, the Tony Stewart sprint car game just came out with some new content that I might cover. So yeah, uh, I don't right now. I don't really have a schedule. Uh, Of things to do I'm definitely thinking of a lot of things in my head but it's just you know saying what I'm gonna put out and when is just uh, at this moment yeah yeah see yeah I've been
1: screaming at Kyle to make a video on Knoxville and he won't do it see if it
2: was if we were racing right now then I would uh obviously I'd be following David around and I'd be doing camera work for him and then uploading video from uh, the races and it'd be quite simple of what I'm going to upload. But now, you know, we kind of have to just, you know, kind of wing it and, you know, whatever happens, happens. So it's definitely Yeah, it's a crazy thing, isn't it? It's like, um like we, if
1: we had all these plans and we were going to have all this awesome content coming and it's all kind of gotten thrown out the window because it, we've had to
2: completely change our plans um because of this. You know, and we're normally people that, never plan anything. Like, we're poor planners. And we finally have, like, stuff planned this year and things, like, you know, are put into motion and finally, you know, moving. And then, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, you and I are... <clears throat> you guys and I are kind of in the same boat because I was going to launch my channel this year and uh, then this happened. Uh, So, you know, the, the launching of the channel is still going to happen. It's just a matter of... I'm not exactly sure when yet because uh you know all all of the all of the pandemic and you know everything else with the lockdown and everything um being being a content creator you know i can't imagine doing this as a career through this right now i'm i'm kind of happy that you know i'm to the point where i'm just starting so because i don't have a set schedule yet which is also very nice uh it's it's it makes it easier for me because then i can kind of as the the situation ebbs and flows we can kind of you know make uh make do with what we have so to speak which is nice
1: it's not as bad as you might think um I, one of the advantages of of this is that um people don't have a lot of uh time to do anything else so thankfully uh you know we can, uh, we, the content that we make will almost certainly be viewed by somebody.
0: Yeah. And that's always a good thing. That's always a good thing. I've been contemplating doing, uh, a a tire comparison video for my, cause, cause like for me, for, for those that don't know, I, I, uh, do, I I autocross and that's kind of mainly what my channel is going to be about, but it's gonna be a little about a little more than that. Uh, I autocross. So And I actually just ordered new tires last night. I ordered uh, Bridgestone RE-71Rs for uh, good old Ruthless, my my Focus ST. Um, So I was going to do maybe a little bit of a comparison, you know, sitting the tires side by side and saying, you know, this is why I went with this tire versus what this tire gave me in the past two years that I've been using it. So be on the lookout for that. I got to figure out how I'm going to do that. But I think i'm going to because it's not like i have anything else going on um (laughs) (laughs) so to kind of kind of bridge the gap there uh as we all know and you know as i'm watching in the background this is saturday night uh this is april 25th when we're recording this uh with any amount of luck this will go out either tonight hopefully or tomorrow the 26th and as we're actually watching this I'm watching uh, Saturday Night Thunder in the background actually on Facebook and you know I've been following the pro invitational series and the a little bit of the more of the IndyCar challenge um I do like tuning in every Saturday for that um but David I I know you've been doing some cuz I know you have page, uh, Patreon and mm-hmm. I know one of your uh, I believe you're a member so thank you
1: very much <laughs> I am
0: a member actually I am a member uh I think I was one of your first uh, I think
1: there, there were a lot of, believe me, there were a lot of first I, I honestly don't remember, it, it came in so fast, and that was something that just surprised and uh pleased me quite a bit was the amount of support from the community around my channel. Um, you know, when I asked for it, and I kind of disappointed I have to say about the whole Patreon thing is that you know the, the content that I promised I'm literally not able to make right now. So uh, I appreciate that everybody's stuck with me, and in fact, it's grown uh, since the pandemic started, so, um, yeah, that, that's Got a good always community. good to
0: hear, that's always yeah. good to hear, uh, and I hope to have the same kind of community, you know, eventually that, that you do, um, mm-hmm. but, you know, to my point, the first, because I know you've been doing, uh, some, uh, Patreon iRacing live streams, yes, uh, of which I go in, and I'm also in the race, and I do Super Chat, so,
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, um, I noticed that a couple times, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, but, anyways, so, you know, a lot of us real racers, uh, you know, as evidenced by the the eNASCAR Pro Invitational Series, the Saturday Night Thunder, uh, the IndyCar Challenge, even the SCCA did a couple uh, – I think they did a Miata and a Spec Racer Ford I saw at one point, and it was a sanctioned SCCA event, um, but it was open to the public, which was nice, you know, and, and – sim racing definitely has taken up obviously because there's not much else going on, taken up a considerable amount of our time um, so my question to you guys and I'll say my piece too but we all have, you know, everybody's talking about rigs and hardware and, and you know, wheels and that kind of thing so I know Kyle, you touched on it in a video of yours uh, yeah. The the first part of the of the Braden Eves uh, series, which was again very mm-hmm. good, go watch it. Uh, everyone that hasn't seen it yet, go watch it. It's good. Um, so let's um, talk about you know the rigs that we use, or or lack thereof. Uh, and Amen. well, and me too. You know, my wheel, my Thrustmaster TX, is you know, clamped to my desk when I use it. You know, and I'm sitting behind a desk and granted I have VR, so my immersion is still there, but I'm you know, everybody's like, oh driving position, driving position. I don't have that yet. I haven't gotten that far. Uh so we'll let David go first. We'll let the iRacing bust go first here and, <laughs> and we'll let him talk about his.
1: Um, well mine's pretty simple. Uh it's a I've got a desk, I've got a computer, I've got a one screen, I've got a Logitech G nine twenty um with the 920 pedals as well as a G27 shift knob uh, f- 6 speed with reverse and then I've got my blue yeti on top of my desk uh which I need to get a, a mic stand for that so that it doesn't yeah, do. uh, pop every time I hit a bump in the virtual racetrack. but um yeah my my mine's very simple um I sit on a chair which at least has some padding um it's kind of disappointing because, uh, again, one of the things right before all this began was I had been talking to some sim racing companies, and I kind of wish I had taken them up on the offer at this point, but some of them were, like, trying to get, trying to send me stuff for free, um, and I was, you know, going, I, that's not really how I do business. Like, let's, you know, if we're going to do this, we should do it as a sponsorship rather than, you know, kind of like an under-the-table deal, Sure. Um, and I kinda wish I would have gotten that free stuff sent to me now because of course the market's completely different and it's harder oh, to get that kind of stuff. But.
0: So so SimLab is backed up through at least uh, I think May eleventh now. Uh Track Racer is backed up through the end of May, and that's if you're lucky, I have a feeling. Um the used market on on hardware has just exploded. Um but but you know, and the nice the nice thing about sim racing, I think, or at least one of the nice things, is that there is a range of, uh, you know, different. Like for example, we'll we'll use a, a pro driver as an example. You know, you've got Jimmy Johnson, who I don't know, does he have more than one rig now? Because I know he had that IndyCar car rig.
1: Yeah, he's got an open wheel one and a stock car now. So
0: he do, he does have two different rigs, and then you have a guy like Timmy Hill, who is. Let's be honest, like you and me, David, we'll clamp to a desk and he's, you know, going at it. And, and it, so I guess the moral of the story, and, and Kyle, I'll, I'll still let you talk about your uh, setup. But, you know, the moral of the story is, you know, it doesn't necessarily matter what level of equipment you have. You know, sim racing is sim racing, and it's it's kind of the great equalizer.
2: David, tell us about the the specs of your PC for all the nerds.
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> I have no fucking clue.
2: I'm <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. No,
0: <laughs> no you're I good. Believe... Continue. Okay, Roll with it. I have Roll no with clue.
1: It. I have no idea. I honestly don't you know. Built it. When my stepdad built it, I oh just bought the parts. God. <laughs> oh no. Oh. No.
0: Uh... Kyle, do you want to enlighten us? Uh, look, your look setup I'm the runners. driver. I'm
1: not the mechanic. <laughs>
2: Kyle, you should know this.
1: I, I tell yeah, I, what's, I tell you I what's do. wrong with it, but you got to fix
2: it. I see. do. I had, to, I had to teach him how to uh, use a freaking uh, freaking what do you call it? Socket wrench, whatever. <sighs> to I get to a tire him, off. To get a tire. Oh, yeah, no. I literally, had to teach him how to put a tire on the cart.
0: For 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 those that don't know, uh, what they're referring to is is uh, David and Kyle, and probably also soon myself uh, race shifter race uh, shifter carts. <laughs> And we'll get into that Kyle, a little bit Kyle later. Kyle races
2: shifter carts. I do not race shifter carts. I, I, I have the fast. budget for shifter carts. <laughs> I go fast. He, he does not. So. Okay,
0: well, carts. We'll go with carts.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, so, Kyle, uh, let, let's get back to sim racing here. Kyle, why don't you uh, give us all the nerdy details about your rig?
2: Well, like you, I have the Thrustmaster TX base. And then for rim, I have the Ferrari F1 wheel and then for pedals i have upgraded to the t3 pa pros uh my rig it costs about a hundred dollars we built it out of wood uh the chair that i put on the rig uh is literally a desk chair that i've my my mom got it in like 2002 uh used it at her desk and then i started using it and then we just literally took the legs off it and stuck it in it's actually when i say desk chair it's literally a racing seat like we just it's it's a racing seat but it's yeah, it's, awesome it's one of those uh, it's one of so. those
0: like bucket style desk chairs yes yeah, yeah. I, that's if actually it, what we, i'm sitting we're in we're right just now.
2: weird enough that we use this like racing seat as a office chair <laughs> but it's it's i have a 20 year old chair but it costs like $100 to build this rig uh monitor wise i don't have I, i'm literally using a tv it's like a 32 inch um my uh fifine or fifine some people i don't know but i just literally have like a 30 dollars microphone uh that does the job for me for gaming uh i'm trying to get i'm eventually gonna get a blue yeti and use that for uh voiceovers but for gaming this 30 dollars mic is beautiful Uh, pc since i'm smart enough to know this stuff um i got a evga uh what gta geforce 1660 uh super it's not the ti or the or the uh you what, what are the other ones but it's a super uh by evga and evga uh, graphics cards are really good uh amd ryzen 5 uh i don't remember the core it's been a while but basically I just, basically the gist of it is i went with an amd processor and a uh, geforce 1660 uh graphics uh with a 500 gig SSD, 2 terabyte hard drive, which the SSD is freaking fantastic. Uh, get an SSD. It makes boot time it makes boot time
0: so much better.
2: Yes, get an SSD if you're buying. And I got and another thing, another quick tip while I'm thinking of that, if you're buying from like Micro Center, open box deals. I got that 500 gig SSD for like 60 bucks, which is the same price as like 250, but that's besides the point. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there 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 are still deals out there to be had. You just got to know where to look for them. Definitely.
2: What's weird is I bought my PC one week and now uh my other friend Andrew bought his this week and it's like when we were trying to find parts for my PC versus his in a week it was so weird how much harder it was to find him parts a week later. Like mm-hmm. so it's just I think <laughs> things are so weird right now. Yeah. I think I bought mine at like the perfect time when you could during this pandemic, so
0: yeah, that's for sure. So, you know, we, we we've touched on our sim racing rigs, you know, and and obviously we're we're kind of the the you know low end to intermediate low end. We'll we'll call it that, you know. You know, uh, a lot of the sim craft rigs that say the pro guys are using <coughs> Denny Hamlin <coughs> are are you know at minimum, you know, by the time you add like all the motion that he has and the triple monitors, I mean, you're already looking at sixty grand you know for for a guy like me uh, I'd much rather go out and buy a real corvette for sixty grand and then go yeah. race that that's where i that but that's you know that's that's the the life of an amateur driver right you know pick and choose do you want to go sim racing full- time or do you want to actually go real racing full- time well i'm I'm gonna vote real racing
2: <laughs> well that's one of the things David used to tell people because uh, for years, people were like, "When are you going to get i racing? You know, when are you going to be sim racing?" And David went karting before he started doing iRacing racing and stuff. And he's like, "Well, I went. Ra- I'd rather spend my money racing for real rather than playing a video game." You know, so, and, and I mean, seem.
0: I think, if I'm not mistaken, he laid that comment in a video somewhere because I think I remember him saying that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: In a yeah, video. that was that was a comment. Uh, I don't remember specifically. I don't remember if I was responding to someone. Or if it was just me being an asshole. I can't remember specifically what it was. I would uh, not hold you to being an asshole. Yeah. It, yeah, it, no, it, it I wouldn't hold you to, to that either. But no, I but 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 the point was that a lot of people and it was funny because there was some discussion on believe it or not, the IndyCar Reddit about my merits as a driver at one point, and it was <laughs> i've heard, I've heard how,
0: you mention this i've definitely heard
1: you mention this yeah that was that's one of the more surreal moments is i'm like okay but what anyway um but one of the things they were talking about was like he's never even driven iRacing before how could he go and join a real race it's like well <laughs> talk to the pro drivers who are saying that iRacing racing isn't the most you know wasn't well, I- the closest representation to real life and then you may have that answer there
0: you know, and Doing that-
1: entry-level racing is, you know, spending $2,000 to do a, a go-kart race or buy a, a used go-kart and running it a couple times a year versus spending $2,000 to go sim racing. Sure, you're going to get more laps in the sim racing rig, but I would argue that it's a more valuable experience to do it for real because of the fact that you get the full experience. I mean, you have... You don't have to push your car back to the to the garage in, in iRacing when you crash it. Yes, You have to do that in real life. So it teaches you things that you wouldn't learn in the sim racing environment. And it also teaches you if you really want to pursue it, because it's tough. And it's yes. not always fun, and it can make you miserable. And it's hot, and you can get dehydrated, and you can crash, and all these sorts of things. So it's, you know... It's it, not a walk in the park. It's not for the faint of heart either.
0: You know, to kind of bring up that point, you know, me as an autocrosser, you know, I don't go wheel to wheel racing. It's kind of why I want to get into karting. Uh, but you know, the 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 dehydration, you know, that kind of thing, being at the track all day, uh, you know, that that's the that's the same kind of thing. I, oh, and uh, for those listening out there, uh keep in mind you won't be this is not the last time you will hear from these two with me they they will we will be making at some point <laughs> once the schedules all get ironed out likely next year <laughs> but this is not the last time you will see me with these two not at all uh but anyways so so i was actually going to ask you david cuz i i did see i think it was on a this week in racing what was it Last week or week before, where you had actually mentioned that the series were actually silencing drivers, talking about how bad the sim is, or or iRacing was silencing drivers.
1: Yeah, so there was something that came out in the Marshall Pruitt podcast where they were somebody at IndyCar had contacted Marshall and said if the drivers have anything to say about how bad or you know if there's something wrong with iRacing, they should tell them first instead of you know going to the press and. That one was a bit confusing to me because I didn't, you know, I didn't really understand that. Because I, I would think that the, you know, as a customer, I want to know if Scott Dixon thinks the handling is borked. You know, I don't want to oh, sure. have that go on behind closed doors. If it's not right, I want to know if it's not right, and I want i racing to commit to fixing it. That's as far as I think that's a the long and the short of it.
0: Well, and and you know, I, I don't know. Well, obviously, you've seen these, David. About every time I log into the member site on iRacing specifically, uh, it seems like there's a hot fix every time. So, I mean, they're obviously doing something. But Sure. I think a lot of the
1: hot fixes these days though are like adding like things for the TV broadcast though.
0: Yes. I, I would agree. I would agree. Y- you know, strangely enough, you don't really hear about the NASCAR guys complaining about how the cars handle
1: well, I think, I think there's two reasons for that. Number one, NASCAR has a much tighter grasp on what their drivers can and cannot say. And also, let's be honest here, uh, You know, iRacing is based on NR2003, which is a NASCAR game. So naturally, an evolution of that is going to probably simulate stock car racing a little bit better than it would simulate open wheel open racing. Wheel. Yeah.
0: And that kind of brings us into... Speaking of NASCAR and controlling what their drivers can and can't say. <laughs> that kind of brings us to one of the elephants in the room. And that is Mr. Larson. <laughs> Which, I, I don't... So, I don't... For for those that don't know, I, I don't know anybody that doesn't know this because... I mean, there's nothing going on in the world right now. So, I mean... It, pretty much made all of the major news. It made ESPN. It made FS1. It made FS1. I even think I saw it on uh, the CBS Evening News at one point. Uh, You know, we all know that uh, Kyle Larson was in a stream one night and dropped the N-word with the hard R. I I, I think that is common knowledge. I also think it's common knowledge that, uh, that, A, I... Don't necessarily think he meant it in the way that, you know, everybody maybe thinks he did. Uh, But he did lose his ride. He did lose all of his sponsors over this. And and I do think that eventually, I think he'll show up in a NASCAR again. Won't be this year. And I don't think it'll be next year either. I don't know, David. You might know a little more about that than I do. Um but ga- gauging the brevity I I don't think he's going to show up again for another 2 years at least.
1: Uh 2 years I would say is a stretch. Daytona 2021, um I wouldn't be surprised. Now obviously again, we're kind of making assumptions here that that NASCAR will come back in sure. May uh, sure. and and complete their season, but let's let's say for example, I think I think with the way budgets are right now and of course with the with the newness, the freshness of this controversy, I don't think many sponsors are going to be jumping on board right now. Um, but, you know, let's be honest here. The man's going to get a second chance because the man is talented. Oh, for sure. Uh, and and that is going to be the deal. It's going to be, well, okay. So it's going to be, well, would a Tony Stewart or, you know, would a Rick Hendricks? Or would a Bob Levine or, you know, who would who would look at Kyle Larson and put him in a cup car? And I think you would find at least someone to do that. Uh, Now, again, I mean, we're looking a little far in the future, especially how close removed we are from the current situation. But I I think it uh, I think it's a not only a possibility, I think it's certainty that he will be. In a cup car again at some point um, for nothing more than he needs to. He probably, you know, wants to complete his own personal journey and get back to where he was before uh, before his slip of the tongue.
0: Yeah that that and and I'm and I'm sorry, but that was a very very blatant slip. I I did
1: yeah. See the I clip. Have used. I probably shouldn't have used slip of the tongue. Uh, yeah. His
2: choice is very very poor choice of words. Let's put
0: it yes. that
1: way. Yes,
2: yes, very dumb, very dumb, very. Dumb you you like...
0: know, you know, and I would assume it's the same for you know any kind of sponsorship. You know, you say something the sponsor doesn't like, obviously the sponsor is going to drop you. And I think, I think when Chevy basically kicked him out of the car, because Chevy terminated their partnership with him. Uh, I think then the, re- then the rest of the dominoes started falling in. And at that point, you know, Chip's got to save either the sponsors or Larson. And at this point, he's not going to save Larson. He's going to save yeah. the sponsors.
1: I mean, that's, well, I mean, if you think about Chip, Chip, did, you know, he's lost some sponsors in the past couple of years. He lost Target. Um, he's lost DC Solar. That was a bad business deal that yeah. ended up hurting him. So... You know, Chip's in no position to be looking at McDonald's and Credit One and all these and Chevrolet and you know Kyle Larson is not worth that much. No. Ross Chastain or whoever ends up filling that seat will you know or it will will make up for the difference, I think. But
0: Ross Chastain filling in for Ryan Newman, by the way, has been actually not bad.
1: I don't yeah, think. Not too bad. He's been uh, I mean I think he's done as well as he could, um, again, you know.
2: He's wrecked a bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, but I think that's expected. See, that's the right. thing, is that I think it's expected that, that there would be, and especially considering Ross Chastain's history, I mean, the guy is a crasher, let's <laughs> be honest. Um, but I, I think, you know, if they get him settled down, you know, he's going to be a pretty staunch threat.
0: Well, and I think, too, correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't necessarily follow, say, the, uh, um, you know, lower series of NASCAR. Heck, I don't follow Cup as as well as I probably should. But correct me if I'm wrong in saying that Ross Chastain has not particularly been in quality equipment.
1: No, no. Uh, his... You know, one of the big things that, you know, him going to Ganassi in the first place in Xfinity was that that was his first real opportunity in a car that could win a race. And he ended up winning races. So that was, um, you know, that was a, that was a good thing that got screwed up with the DC solar deal falling apart.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. That, that whole bad business deal, which, by the way, David, I think you have a standalone video on that, don't you? On what? the DC solar debacle. Uh,
1: I think that was, that was part of another video. I don't think I did a a singular video on it, but I did talk about it uh, Mm. at the time it happened.
0: It may be in a, this week in racing,
1: I think. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it may have been in the one I talked about, Paul Tracy, um, ironically enough, just saying something on Facebook and getting in some hot water for it. So (laughs) (laughs) funny how some of these things connect at the end of the day.
0: So, so, you know, going from Kyle Larson to going, Going to a uh, maybe a a less harmful uh, situation, the Bubba Wallace rage quit.
1: Oh boy, that was um, that. You know, it's funny to look at the the what a con, what a difference a week makes, and looking at the the controversy and all the people saying all these things about Bubba. (laughs) Yes. Then you see what a real controversy looks like.
0: Yes. Yes you know too so so my opinion on that i I think there was wrongdoing on both sides because Bubba should not have rage quit mm-hmm. but at the same time, you know Blue Emu came out later, and the e v p of Blue Emu uh likened Bubba Wallace rage quitting to and I can't remember the exact comments, so I'm paraphrasing uh my thirteen year old whining and throwing the controller against the wall something like that is what i remember I, I remember reading it i i don't remember where but i do remember reading comments similar to that um i i don't think that was really needed to be said frankly uh not publicly that's for sure no definitely not publicly um so you know my question to you because I do know that Blue Emu was an associate sponsor on RPM in RPM in the RPM family since 05 I think I also remember reading you know yes and as we know uh Richard doesn't have top three equipment you know and he also doesn't have the greatest sponsorship opportunities so what does what, what are the long-term implications to rpm for losing this sponsor
1: uh i mean it wasn't one of their absolutely top of the line major sponsors thankfully um but at the same time you know a team that's that is you know struggling somewhat like rpm is uh it doesn't help to lose sponsors sure but at the same time i think um you know it seems like they uh, they wanted out of the deal, and unfortunately they did it um, they did it in the not most classy uh, way.
2: Did they clarify they leave Bubba, or did they leave RPM? Because I would imagine that they would keep Richard Petty as their spokesperson. Because he's been a Blue Emu spokesperson uh, for a long time without Blue, Blue Emu being on the car exactly.
0: So mm. I haven't heard about that, but I... I know they terminated their agreement with Bubba specifically. I don't know if I would assume I I would bet they went to Richard and said, "Hey, we got to scale back sponsorship, you know, for the car obviously because, you know, Bubba's in it." But I would think that, you know, because I I think that was a more personal deal per se.
2: But but I would imagine they would want to keep Richard as their spokesperson because right. that's how this all started because Richard's been there the Blue EMU spokesperson for a long time. right. without Blue EmU actually being on the car.
0: Right. So moving away from NASCAR, let's talk a little IndyCar. Uh, what do we th- So I've seen the IndyCar challenge. I saw the one at Barber. Which was pretty good. Uh, I saw the one at Michigan, which I liked very much because Dale Jr. finished in the top three. And I saw most of the race today at, uh, shoot, oh, Coda today. I did not catch Motegi, unfortunately.
2: Motegi was so good though. Was it? You missed that. You missed out with that. that yeah, it's actually... been, it's been pretty good the last couple weeks. After that. It's been uh,
1: entertaining
0: definitely entertaining for me you know see seeing you know guys that haven't necessarily picked up an indie car uh McLaughlin, um even dale junior you know seeing them pick up an indie car a- and do good you know junior placing in top 3 at michigan which let's be honest michigan is is dale junior's wheelhouse one of them <laughs> um you know seeing Scott McLaughlin, you know, taking it to some of the IndyCar regulars. Uh, I won't talk about Junior, or not Junior. I won't talk about Jimmy. <laughs> I, I won't mm. go there. I won't go there with Jimmy because I don't think he's been doing that great, but I guess that's subject to opinion.
2: He's gotten better, I guess. Has <laughs> well, Jimmy hasn't even done the last couple of races.
0: I know he hasn't. That's also what I was bringing up. Um, so, and I know, you know, on the real side of things, I know you guys were in St. Petersburg when they canceled. Uh, so, what do we think, you know, because IndyCar hasn't started their season yet. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) IndyCar hadn't even started their season yet. Um, so I don't know, I guess let me pose this question. Will IndyCar get more viewers than, now that they've been exposed to the sim racing bug when they go back real racing?
1: No. I don't think it will make a difference. I And I'll tell you why. It's because the TV numbers for the sim racing is... You know,
0: I mean, we know they're inflated because there's nothing else on.
1: Well, that's exactly right, and, but they are still less than the real races get. So Really? You know, oh, yeah. And if they were larger than what the real races get, uh, maybe you'd have it a point, but I don't think it's having a ton of impact uh, you know, one way or the other. I think when IndyCar comes back, it's going to have the same impact that it was going to have if they'd started last month.
0: Kyle, what
1: do you think?
2: Uh, I agree with David. I don't think it'll make – I don't think the sim racing will affect the actual viewing numbers or anything. I don't think it'll really affect what will happen once the season actually gets going.
0: I mean this season, you know, David, I'm not going to lie. You've turned me into an IndyCar fan. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not going to lie. You should start
1: paying me. (laughs) <laughs> or at least give me a press pass every now and then.
0: <laughs> so, so let me ask you: Did they give? Were you on your IMSA hard card for St. Pete, or were you on your? Did they? Did IndyCar set you up?
1: <laughs> no, IndyCar did not set me up. Uh, without going into too many details, I pulled some strings and I got in.
2: Ah. Pulled so many strings, I even got in, which was wild. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Cause I know, I, I know, you know, you know, we're we're a week we were a week out from Sebring when that happened, uh, and and I think I think what did Sebring in honestly was IndyCar canning Saint Petersburg. I think that's finally what did Sebring in. Well, what
2: did Sebring in.
1: was Donald Trump closing the border. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> yeah. that, 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 that thing that about too.
2: Sebring is that one hurt? That one really hurt. Like it sucked that it couldn't have. But at least Sebring, it was like. You know, because of the travel ban to Europe, you can yeah. understand at least, like, that had to be cancelled yeah. right away because there was For no sure. way it could have happened. For sure. St. on the other hand...
0: And I was actually surprised that <laughs> WEC cancelled before IMSA did. That kind of shocked me a little bit.
1: Again, I wasn't. They were well, Weck's... more international than IMSA. Yeah,
2: WEC's fully international-based, and IMSA's not. So it's like, IMSA had the chance to go on but there were just too many crew members and too many things that went into, you know, them actually uh putting it on. Plus uh with the the how quickly things were evolving and how quickly things uh went down, it was probably best just to cancel it right away because, you know, if they would have let it on, uh then you get to like Thursday and, you know, people like David and I, we probably would have stayed uh, And up until the race was canceled, just in case, because the deal with IndyCar was, you know, they didn't cancel it until Friday morning. And had they have just canceled it when everything else canceled, we would have would have saved so many people, uh, so much time. So it was just for right. the best, you know.
0: Right, right. I mean, I, I I was honestly looking forward to talking autocross schedule with you guys at Sebring. I was all geared up for that. I had all this, all the schedules for the most part were done, which. Actually, kind of shocked me. Usually, uh, usually I don't finalize the racing schedule till late March, not early March. So I was kind of, well, actually that was late March. So yeah. Anyways.
1: <laughs> and now all the schedules are completely boned.
0: Yes. Yep. Yes. We're, we, you know, we personally are hoping to go racing uh, late May. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh but I know I will be at the postponed Seabring whenever it decides to happen. Um scheduled right now for November. Yes. I know I will be there. I will be there hopefully uh with a big old cuz we're we're actually going to camp. We're, we dis- we uh we're going to camp at Seabring. We decided so instead hmm. of doing an Airbnb.
2: Well <laughs> That's probably a good move because Airbnbs are stupid hard to find out there.
0: Not only are they stupid hard to find, but it's November, so it's going to be peak season in Florida. Mm. So it's going to be even worse. So, but so you know, kind of bridging the gap there, seeing as how we were already talking about IMSA, let's talk about LMDH.
2: What's to talk about?
0: Uh, well. <laughs>
1: So, I hope you're not expecting us to give you any details because we don't have them. No, <laughs> and, that, and that's what I, and that's,
0: does. and that's kind of what I was getting to. You know, they, they were supposed to be announced at Sebring, um, but now obviously they aren't. But they're still, from what I read, I think it was on uh, Sports Car 365 that they're announced. They were. Whenever I read it, they were announcing it in two weeks because they still want to go through with, I think, next year, if I remember reading that correctly.
2: I believe that was the goal.
0: Yes. So I know they were going to announce the regs. So I don't know, David, what you— They were going to you... do
2: that at Sebring, I believe, right? Yes, they were. Mm-hmm.
0: They were. Uh— I... I guess, because I've heard differing opinions. I've heard people are happy for convergence. I've heard people aren't happy with convergence. I don't know. Where do you guys stand on the issue?
1: Uh, I'm happy with it as long as it's an actual convergence and not just, you know, something in between. I think you need to be able to have all of the cars from all over the world in one class. And if you cannot do that, don't call it convergence. Call it. That's my opinion. Just call it a separate class. <laughs> well, but you know we've heard the song and dance before. They said right. the DPIS were going to be allowed to race in b 2 at Le Mans, and that never happened. So to me, there's no more separate or equal. It is or separate but equal. It is equal or it's not. And if their car, if the cars are not going to race with each other, then don't do it. If the cars are going to race with each other, meaning Toyota can come over and run Daytona, Cadillac can go run Le Mans. Great. Fantastic. Do it.
0: I I'm not going to lie. I would love to see a Cadillac give the give the Toyota a run for their money for the overall
1: Le Mans win. Not going to lie. Well, what's funny is that um they probably would have won uh if they had been allowed to race the first year that they um, would have been racing um, yep. when the new P2 regs, because DPI cars were generally faster than the LMP2 cars. Uh, and they probably would have been a lap or two ahead of the LMP2 field, which finished on the same lap as the overall winning Porsche. So, really? Yeah, that Man, was that one was of the better... Year. Yeah, it was one of the more exciting Le Mans in the modern era, because you really didn't know who's going to win. Um, can't say that about nowadays but um
0: well well, i'm
1: surprised they haven't delayed the regulations to be honest with you everybody else has done it so i was
0: gonna say i think even f1 delayed their new car
1: yep Mm -hmm. which was smart i think it's i think it's smart for everybody to be doing that right now
2: yes and i'm now IndyCar sits here and tips their fedwa saying (laughs) oh our regs were all ready for that year so well,
1: yeah, smart. IndyCar was smart uh, IndyCar, smart. IndyCar was smart because they were they're good at being uh, lazy and delaying everything uh you know before <laughs> there's crises in the world. They I, just do it under normal circumstances.
0: <laughs> well, I think uh you know, kind of moving to the the ownership side of IndyCar, I I think the captain's going to have something to say about that in the future. Hmm? I think I think Roger's gonna have something to say about that. I think that's part of the reason he bought it. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. I I, I definitely think Roger will have a say in whatever the next regulations are.
0: You know, and I, I look at the thing that, that Roger Penske is doing right now with, you know, IMS and the, the revitalization of our IMS and and hopefully, hopefully updating the bathroom
1: that's apparently they are doing that they have done that already yep. um i don't think they've gotten totally rid of the troughs
2: <laughs> but i think it's
1: at least they've at least got lights in there now yes which is,
2: yes which is an improvement i suppose they better not have gotten rid of all the graffiti in the bathrooms that, that's all oh, the they best definitely part. did oh, oh they, they is, definitely uh, the best part uh, is when you're when you're on the toilet and you look at the walls and just you get the like it's like reading when you know, it's beautiful.
0: It's the reading material.
2: Uh, I, I don't get to do that anymore than <laughs> what am uh, I? Doing? Don't worry, there'll be a
1: bunch of new there'll be an awful lot of new graffiti by the time uh July comes around. Oh I'm sure. Assuming of course that we actually get uh
2: Go back racing.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. With
2: fans. What, what seems am...
1: like we're going back racing, it just doesn't seem like I don't know when the fans are gonna be.
2: Yes. Next week is May. I'm not ready. My, I'm not mentally prepared for that. That's gonna be depressing. Am I. Neither am I.
1: I hey, that's I... that's something I can say. Content wise, uh, we're still doing Indy 500 month. We're just yeah. doing two of them this year.
0: <laughs> hey, more the merrier. Yeah. You know, I'll you know I'll be watching them. You I know, appreciate I'll be that. watching them. But uh... oh, what else? I mean. As far as real racing goes, that's—I mean—that's pretty much it. There really hasn't been we'll much going on. here in. and
2: chant the LMDH is trash.
1: <laughs> you know? How do you even
2: know that? Yeah, that's the thing. I re- so we don't know what the rules are. One of the funniest things is I just was scrolling on Twitter one day and I saw a Pippo to Ronnie tweet. Uh, what are we gonna hear about the l m d h regs? I'm like, well, if Pippo Durrani knows as much as I do, then that's hilarious
0: that added, yeah. that <laughs> saying nobody
2: something. knows anything. It's hilarious. I'll tell you
1: what that's that's kind of one of those weird things about this year is like that was so cool to be at that announcement because like I was sitting next to Eddie Cheever. <laughs> And it's like Eddie Cheever is like one of the least significant – a guy who won the 8500 is one of the least significant people in the room. And so it definitely had some um, imposter syndrome there.
2: Well, I was sitting next to a full-blown broadcasting camera with a Nikon DSLR on a monopod.
1: <laughs> that's always fun. Hey, man. I bet my thing got more views than theirs did. So, Probably. Did it really? I don't know. I don't know whose whose outlet he was next to, so I can't uh, say for sure. But
2: if the video was all shaky and someone that's listening to watch this, because it's it's because David wouldn't buy a tripod until race day, and I was doing it on a, I was, I had I had the camera like half a foot above my head on a monopod with a long lens that wasn't a, a VR lens, so it, it was super shaky and super tough and my arms cramped five minutes into a 30 minute press conference oh no it's pretty funny good times
0: you know i will say too you know your uh your daytona 24 coverage was exquisite
1: yeah you know what sucks is that like that was like i i went into daytona i won't say unprepared because i was definitely prepared for it but um because everything came together so late it was um i had less i had less firepower than i was kind of envisioning i i wish i wish and this is the thing that annoys me so much is because that the, like you said the rolex 24 coverage was so well received i was very excited to show everyone what i had in store for st petersburg going forward because uh, I, I don't want to say, you know, would it be really like kissing my own ass to say it would be game changing, but it, but it would be it, it was going to step it up significantly. Um, and, you know, we'll just have to wait until it all comes back. Um, but that's the disappointing thing is because I you know, you look at you look at something for the for a IMSA sports car race in January and the numbers are coming in, you know, and you're doing four videos in 24 hours yes. and those videos, you know, you're doing updates in the middle of a race. So that's the least timely video you can possibly do. And you're getting 15, 20,000 views. You start to think, wow, what happens when, when I start covering IndyCar, what happens when I go to a NASCAR race, what are those numbers going to be like? And, you know, I'm, I'm hoping they come back when we, when we come back, um, we're just obviously it's going to be another one of those you have to kind of wait and see, but um, I'm uh, I'm excited because I think that uh, the coverage is only going to get better from here, and um, it's only going to look more ridiculous if uh, if a certain series uh, don't give me a media outlet pass. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, we won't well, we won't name names. <laughs> we won't name names, but but the you know that's the funny thing to me is that um, and, and in fact. We'll just say, we'll put it this way, a very significant media figure um, I was talking to about this particular issue. And he was very confused because he didn't think IndyCar was in a position to be turning away any media, much less, you know, someone who, you know, has almost 50,000 subscribers on YouTube and talks about IndyCar regularly. You would think they would kiss a person like that's ass instead of, uh, at best, ignore him. But, you know.
0: Whatever, and I get, and I guess, uh, I guess that kind of goes to show the the media stranglehold, maybe that, you know, the series the different series, and it's not just the the major series that that we shall not name, I you know, I feel like it's like that kind of in other series too, because I remember another certain series that runs exclusively on ovals to be named later, uh, if I remember correctly, uh, a, a certain Eric Estep had initial issues with his media credentials as well.
1: So let me tell you, I can tell you without saying too much that that problem has been corrected and they are going completely in the opposite direction. I think NASCAR uh, has done a much better job than most other series when engaging when we're talking about engaging the youtube community i think imsa has been the best because yeah. i just oh, I would say literally... yes. IMSA
0: based on what i've seen like your content alone i would say yes imsa is the best and imsa i think is the best because you know when i was looking at going to sebring right i wanted to know and there there's imsa groups out there on facebook right that mm-hmm. were, we're talking about you know going to the race and this that and the other and i'm like well, I've never been to Sebring before. This is a bucket list race for me. What a, what a, a, what access specifically do I get with just a general admission ticket and all of it? <laughs> yeah. A, a, and I was kind of surprised because you know, I had been to the IndyCar race at Mid-Ohio. I I know a, a person that works at Honda R&D. So that's how I had gotten into that race with the with the Honda supplier ticket. Uh, and that gets you you know paddock access and that sort of thing um but to find out on a general admission I could basically go wherever I want as long as it's not like media access for example was pretty freaking cool you know a- a- and one thing that that you know NBC uh touches on way too much during the Daytona 24 broadcast but you know we'll we'll cross that bridge later uh sorry rut I love you, but sorry, <laughs> they put you on way too much.
2: Uh, hey, right, right opened up a gate for me at Daytona. He's a cool dude in my book. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah, it's hilarious.
0: But but I think you know one of the things, and I think IMSA has something to do with that. But I think you know IMSA shows you know the fan experience and and what access the fans get, and I I think you know when when. Even when series opens opens the door for say YouTubers, right? It shows you maybe the access that you get, not necessarily as a YouTuber, but as a fan, because you know when you're when you're looking at say Eric's videos, uh, when him and Dari, uh, yeah, Darian, right? Yes, him right. and Darian were walking around Vegas. You know and they were walking you know up pit lane and that kind of thing that was cool
1: and they had 3,000 people watching live didn't they something crazy something cr- some crazy something news.
0: absolutely nuts
1: yeah. uh but you know that stuff was cool yeah but, I I'm, I'm kind of I'll, I'll put it this way I, I don't want to say this too much well let me just say this because otherwise we're gonna have some people who will yell at me in private or over text messages and tell me why I shouldn't do this. Because I get my shit pulled, but um, well, you know, one of the things that I planned on doing this year uh, at a very significant race was doing a grid walk. Uh, you know, because doing Don't a talk live cars all over cars. No, <laughs> I would not do that. But but, <laughs> but 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 here's the thing. I mean, again, this this is of course pending whether I get a media pass to this major event. But if I can do that, uh, you know, I, I will personally. I don't want to say risk, but I am willing to, to go live on YouTube because I think, you know, if you're on the starting grid for a, a, a major raise um, and you have that access and you're a YouTuber and you're not sharing that access, I think you're doing a bad job. I think I think one of the things that people liked so much about my Rolex 24 coverage was I went places and I did things. And so did Kyle, obviously, because he was, you know, he was shooting when I was doing other things. I was everywhere. Yeah. the, The two of us covered ground that normal fans aren't able to do. So for us, we're pulling back the curtain with we were pulling back the curtain with our coverage. We were showing a different side of this. And I think that's part of the reason why people were so into it. And I, I'm so excited when we get back to do that for all the other races and series this year. I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun you know, to, to, to go to a NASCAR race and just have all of the access yes. and be able to show people things that are actually important. You know, you brought up that rut thing, and I think the TV guys, unfortunately, a lot of times they're kind of, you know, restricted by what the suits want them to do. Well, I ain't got any suits um, restricting me. Uh, I, you know, my goal when I go to a race is to show it off in the absolute most legitimate sport form it can be. I want to show it as a motorsport. Uh, I don't want to show it as, like, we're going to go dig in the creek over by the Indianapolis Motor Speedway for Briggs. Like, <laughs> nothing against Rutt, but, like, God almighty, that just has nothing to do with anything. Right. I want to talk about, hey, Connor Daly's driving Ryan Hunter Ray's car that he won the Indy 500 in four years ago. Let's follow this story. Hey, Fernando Alonso looks slow this year, uh, they're, and they're struggling. The crew looks like a monkey effing a football. We should probably talk about that you yeah. know things like that that that's what interests me hey there's this new car or hey there's this new development let's find out let's ask the drivers what what the aero screen is and how it affects them and how they you know you know things like that things are, that actually have stuff to do with the actual race rather than you know stuff trying to appeal to soccer moms that are probably not yes. watching anyway
0: and, and by the way i can't wait for your aero screen coverage that's going to be fun
1: yeah <laughs> I, had, I can't wait I,
0: I can't <laughs> wait to see what what they think about it
1: we would have had some already you would have gotten some of that but uh circumstances uh meant that that, that didn't happen <laughs> despite the fact that it happened and i actually got uh, a, a racing an car driver that a lot of people don't think has a personality to show some personality and and uh yeah yeah that was i, I was a sad panda that day <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm not even gonna ask.
1: I'm Boy, gonna... And then and then and then when we were gonna just redo it, it everything got canceled. Oh um, no, my fault. It's not my oh fault. what are you talking about? Kyle? <laughs> are you oh. exposing yourself here so that I don't have to get around the bush anymore? Ouch! Ouch! It's all Kyle's fault. It's all <laughs> Kyle's fault. He ruined everything.
2: <laughs> oh, thanks, Kyle. Appreciate it. It'll, it'll... <laughs> It'll it'll happen. We'll get it. <laughs> we've at least we figured it out. At least we figured out the issue. We still haven't figured out how to not make it mono the entire
1: time. Mm-hmm. Be nice if it was in stereo with two mics rather than having to hear it on one.
2: Well, I'll, I'll work on your go kart, and you can work on the audio. Yeah, well, that. we've got plenty That's of time telling. to work on the audio.
0: Yeah, I think I think uh, and as a content creator, I th- I think one of the things that that sets different people apart is that, you know, there's there's a certain stride to never stop improving. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think think that's something that David and Kyle both, I think you guys do very well.
1: I appreciate that. I appreciate those words. I mean, that's definitely, you got the nail on the head. Um, that's definitely something that's a goal of mine. I mean, I'm not somebody who's, uh, (laughs) contrary to what you may hear, (laughs) I'm not a hack. I would like to, uh, you know, I, I, I'm interested in, uh, in providing the best possible, you know, racing coverage that there can be. And, um, you know, I think it's important.
2: That's the one thing that I try and, uh, Think about it. Is I feel like there's a lot of people who will look at somebody and you know just think. There's a lot of things you can do where your heads in the in you have the headspace where you're looking to make money somewhere. And the thing for racing is, is, I, I mean, it's all driven with passion. You know, is hey we actually do care about these things. We actually you know want to talk about motorsport and cover it it's not just hey we're gonna do stuff hopefully uh make some green out of it we're you know we definitely because that's one thing when i went to daytona with david It's like you know i would do this for free i w- i would do it for free but then the reality reality sets in where you have to you know you have to make money and because obviously life but yeah. it's like i w- i would do this for free like this is just stuff that you know, it's all driven with passion and just for the love of racing. And uh, yeah, David's definitely somebody who I know for a fact never uh, is content, even if he makes the perfect video, has everything perfect. Everything, nothing's ever perfect. It's always something. And uh, yeah, we definitely try. <laughs> we're definitely, and we're definitely not here for the, just. We're here for the right reasons. We're not here for
1: the free food, you fucking assholes. Oh. <laughs> I like to eat though. <laughs> oh no, I'm not accusing you. No, I think he, no, we're the people who should be eating the food because we're actually getting the serious exposure and like some of those guys who have like a readership of 200 people barely. Yeah.
2: Just I don't know who it was, but there was somebody in the there was somebody at Daytona uh, that was talking about how excited he was for the race to be over and that pay- how nice the paycheck would be. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, I don't even know if I'm getting a paycheck, and I'm having the time of my life. I don't ever want this race to end, and he's talking about wanting to get the F out of there and get that paycheck. And I'm like, uh, what? I never want this thing to end. And the thing, the thing too, going back to how frustrated he was and how excited we were to keep going, I, I don't know if Dave remembers. I literally remember during the race, Going to David like five times and being like, dude, I want to do this at Indy. Like, this, because the thing for me was, I didn't know I had the access I did until like we got there on the Thursday before the first practice day. Like, I didn't know what kind of access I would have. When I initially went, I knew that we were going to like, uh, that we something, uh, I had some sort of access. But until I had, you know, all, until I officially had it, I, did, I would have went there just as a spectator and helped out how I could. But once I got the access and, you know, like it, it everything got real, that it was, this is actually how it was going to be. And then just thinking about the future and <laughs> right then it's like, hey, man, look at what we're doing here when we... Uh, had like a day of preparation versus you know what what could we do at Indy and stuff when we actually you know have have uh, a couple races under our belt like this is just too cool.
1: Yeah, big big ups to Jennifer at IMSA for hooking Kyle up. With the...
2: <laughs> I need to bring her like some, I I need to do something for her. She is just the best, the best. She is amazing.
0: But well, I I definitely can't wait to see your guys's content and i so we're gonna let the cat out of the bag because i i was hoping when we got a little more and maybe we will when we when we get a little more concrete uh, timing set up and everything but both of these guys are climbing in the car at some point and they're gonna go autocross with me because i i think it'll make for great content and I know David, you and I have been trying to get something together for what is it? Two years now, <laughs> something like that.
1: Oh boy, I hope it's not <laughs> been two years, boy. <laughs> um, I don't think it has been, but it could could well be. So I
0: think, I think looking back on it, and the, I have fairly good memory, but I think looking back on it, I had seen your, it was I think it was the same year you did your first Brickyard, maybe it was the year okay. after, and I had seen that video. And that I remember because I – after watching that video is when I had actually initially posed the question to you on Twitter, say – or I posed the statement uh, saying, you know, if you want it, here's a seat for you. Mm. Uh, And I remember you retweeted it and was like, should I do it? And of course, you know, everybody on your YouTube – or on your Twitter was like, duh. Duh. We're actually going to have pretty good tires this year, too, so I'm changing some stuff around. Mm. Again, watch for that video. That'll probably be the first video on my YouTube channel. (laughs) I wanted to debut with some racing content, but instead we're going to do a tire comparison. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I I guess that's kind of a good precursor to racing content. So... So, uh, guys, any any final thoughts
1: there? Uh I want racing to come back. <laughs> that's that's my final thought. I I think we all want
0: final. I think we all well not. I think, blah blah blah. blah. I think we all want racing, to, real racing, to come back. I, I I don't know. I I think the drivers are growing restless. I know fans are growing. Uh, restless. I can confirm that.
1: <laughs> the, the drivers are getting sick of the i Are they really? You didn't hear that from me.
0: Okay. <laughs> On your I'll, podcast.
1: Oh I'll, my god. <laughs>
0: I'll take I'll take your word for that. I'll take your word for that. Although I bet I know who said it, but I'll take your you word don't. for
1: that. You don't. You don't. You think you do, but you don't.
0: Oh well. Okay. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. So, this has been, you know, thank you guys for sitting down with me. Uh I, I, I think we had a great – I had a great time doing this. I don't know about you guys. uh, But I had a great time tonight. And like I said, uh look forward to seeing more of these guys in the future, both on my YouTube channel, and hopefully I'll be on theirs at some point. Uh, <laughs> once Yeah, actually actually seeing us, not just hearing us. Yes, right. Yeah, actually seeing, not just hearing. Uh. This has been Nick Burnow with the Ruthless ST Radio podcast. Thanks for listening, and tune in next time.